reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue there was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. we begin the season of ordinary time, which we reflect on the relationship we're supposed to have with Jesus in season and out of season, every day. The readings give us four lessons. First lesson is about the power of prayer with Hannah in the first reading, praying almost to the fact that she sounded drunk part of our ordinary existence with the Lord is to pray insistently like that. Second lesson that the church gives us is Jesus' teaching authority. Jesus amazed the people of his day. Normally the rabbis would ask a litany of questions and then leave you with even more questions at their supposed answer. Jesus came and he taught in declarative sentences. He taught with parables. He taught in opposition, in a sense, to the teaching of Moses, not contradicting Moses, but taking the teaching of the Mosaic Law to its conclusion. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, etc. It's important for us as we enter into ordinary time that we all recover that fascination with Jesus' teaching as well so that we can be it can be said about us that she that he is astonished at Jesus' teaching. And then second, that we focus on the authority of that teaching. That Jesus teaches it because he's the he's giving us the owner's manual for how we're going to function as he made us to function. To recover that astonishment and to acknowledge that authority and act according to it. It's the second thing we need to be working on every day. Third thing we see is Jesus' incredible power, that we're not on our own to pray, that we're not on our own to hear his word and act on it, that he wants to give us his help. We see that in the second half of the gospel. When Jesus cast out even demons and The people of his own day were incredibly astonished that if he has the word to cast out demons, then there's an authority to everything that he says. 
including when he promises us stuff. Like, I will be with you always until the end of time. Don't worry about what you are to say when you pray. The Father will send the Holy Spirit to teach you how to pray. Do this in memory of me. This is my body. This is the chalice of my blood. All of this comes from that same authority. And we've got to recover that astonishment, the astonishment of a young child, the astonishment of our childhood when we first started to come alive in relationship to the Lord. Many of the times as we age, we lose that wonder. At the beginning of ordinary time, we go back so that that might influence each day that we're called to have with the Lord. But the fourth and the last thing that the church teaches links to yesterday on baptism. And I think in a secular world, it's perhaps among the most important things we need to recall. We'll see tomorrow, in a sense, the flourishing of what Hannah did at the end of this reading. She said that if the Lord gave her a son, that she would dedicate that son to the Lord's service. She was good to her word. As soon as Samuel was born, she brought him to the temple and consecrated him to the Lord's service. And Samuel flourished under the service of the Lord. Many years later, as we'll hear tomorrow, the Lord himself called and then started to strengthen. We can say great for Samuel. But the reality is, each of us, on the day of our baptism, was brought by our parents and our godparents and many members of our family here to church. And we, just like Samuel, and in fact, in a deeper way than Samuel, we were consecrated to the Lord, consecrated to him in baptism. And the Lord continues to call us, this is Vocations Awareness Week in the church, that we're all supposed to remember that the Lord is constantly calling and that we're constantly called to say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. I know that you're calling me. You're calling me to get up and follow you here. You're calling me to persevere and continue to follow you there. You're calling me to be your instrument in this person's life. You're calling me to the sacrament of my mercy. You're calling me to forgive that person against whom I hold a grudge. The Lord is constantly calling because we have been consecrated fully to his service. And we need to rediscover that reality for the consecration of Samuel is only a small part of the consecration that has been made to us in baptism. We have literally been made one temple with the Lord in that great sacrament. We need to recover a consciousness of that reality. The whole purpose of coming to Mass every morning is not just because we're bored and we don't have anything else to do and this is a good way to fill time. The reason why we come to daily Mass in the morning is not just to get off to a good start, even though there's no better way to start our day. The reason we come to Mass each day is depicted up here in some of those rondi where you see the Old Testament altar and you see the menorah. The menorah from Hanukkah was for that eight-day eight reconsecration of the temple in Jerusalem 
in the 140s BC after the Greeks had profaned it. Every time we come to Mass, it's supposed to be a rededication, a reconsecration of our lives to God. Jesus, during that first Mass, said to the Father, I consecrate myself for their sake so that they may be consecrated in the truth. Jesus, in the Mass, wants that we be consecrated. As we come here to reconsecrate ourselves this morning, we're called to remember that our entire day is meant to be consecrated to the Lord, to be offered up as a continual liturgy, a Mass without end. Let us ask the Lord to strengthen us to do that, to help us to consecrate ourselves by praying until we're drunk, by hanging on the Lord's astonishing and authoritative word, by asking him for his help to cast out whatever demons, to cast out whatever inadequacies, to cast out whatever excuses we have to living up to this reality so that together with him we may now be reconsecrated to the Eternal Father and his love.